0: From Hollywood, almost live, it's the gorge. We might have that wonderful thing happen, like a miracle, and when a man feels like creating, he'll just create. Summer 2018, baby, it is here. My very first summer since taking a job as an elementary school counselor. And it is an awesome feeling, I feel like a... You know one of the kids um, getting out and just having this sense of vast freedom in front of me and I'm taking advantage of it immediately I am gonna be heading out on a road trip um, from New Mexico to North Carolina it's about 1850 miles of driving and um, i made the reverse trip to come out here about seven years ago so i've not been back to north carolina to see my friends and just to touch base with my former life there in about seven years and you know they say every seven years you're completely reconstituted on a cellular level or some shit like that so Um, It's gonna be interesting. Uh, My best buddy, I'm gonna be staying with him and hopefully seeing other friends of mine and seven years is a long time so uh, none of my friends are really social media types so I don't really know what's been going on in their lives for the last seven years. They may know a little bit more about me um, if they paid any attention to my online presence but if they haven't then I'm gonna be a mystery to them as well. So we'll certainly have a lot to talk about, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Even the trip for me, I'm really looking forward to hitting the road. It's been a long time. Uh, I used to have a 1971 Volkswagen bus back in the day, and I took uh, a cross country road trip in, in that, and uh, a lot of smaller road trips. This road trip is not going to be nearly as fun, Um, you know, not having that uh, camper van. This is just a a newish car, but uh, I have the money now to afford to get hotel rooms and such, so I'm looking forward to just being on the road. My wife is, she's going on a trip with her mom to Europe, and... She's going to be gone for a while. So that, number one, gives me access to the new car and gives me a chance to do a a solo vacation or solo road trip. So it's going to be me and my thoughts. I'm going to have my, my handheld podcast microphone with me. So I'm hoping to do some podcasting from the road. And I'm not going to stop a million places. I'm looking to hit. Nashville Tennessee and stop at uh, Jack White's third man record shop and of course I'm sure Jack himself will just happen to be there that day and we'll hit it off and hang out for a while and uh, he'll sign me to a record deal or you know something like that Then um, I'm gonna stop in Asheville North Carolina so you're going from Nashville to Asheville Asheville um, Aside from being just a beautiful town in the Blue Ridge Mountains, it uh, has some significance in my life. When I was living in California in the San Francisco area in my 20s, my then-girlfriend and I, uh, when we did take the aforementioned cross-country trip, we were going from San Francisco, and the destination was supposed to be Asheville. That was where we were planning to settle and live. Uh, I use the word plan loosely because we had no jobs and we literally just looked at some pictures of Asheville and it seemed somewhat centrally located. Um, Our families were both on the East Coast and we just, you know, we had my, my Volkswagen van and just headed to Asheville with not much more of a plan than that. And that's the only time I believe I've ever been in Asheville. I can hardly remember Uh, like I said it was 20 some odd years ago Uh, we stayed at a campsite we were just there and it was um, it was pretty and uh, it was cool but it was sort of like at some point we were just uh, you know here we are or do we just get a newspaper and try to find a job and and uh, then we had some friends Uh, I say friends, they're actually uh, ex-boyfriends and girlfriends. Um, Her ex-boyfriend was in Raleigh, North Carolina. My ex-girlfriend was in Chapel Hill. So we went to Chapel Hill and we crashed with each of those people, which turned out to be a, a twist of fate because of... I don't know if it was that trip, but that that spark between her and her ex-boyfriend was rekindled, and um, that combined with the problems in our own relationship. She ended up, um, well, we ended up breaking up uh, not too long after that, and she ended up marrying the ex-boyfriend, and now she has kids, and so that, that was interesting, and on my account, the... Then, of course, I was just in North Carolina then for no reason, essentially. It was just a random place that I had gone with her. But uh, that's where I met uh, my best friend and um, eventually joined his band and and, uh, played music and had, you know, just a, it was a creative renaissance period for me. And I lived there uh, with a break in between for a total of eight years. And, uh, it was just a, a wonderful eight years of my life living in the Chapel Hill, Carborough area. And then incredibly, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been seven years since I've been there, since I've seen them. It's, it's tough, you know, being 1800 miles away, it's not easy to, to visit your friends. Whenever I have a chance to travel, I, I usually go to New York and visit my family. So this is going to be special and and awesome. And just I don't know, being on the road alone and having, you know, just my thoughts kinda unfolding and being able to record my thoughts. It's taken me back to some of my my great uh, creative days. The um last little bit of work was interesting we had uh, the last day of school there was a dance at the elementary school and uh, this is my first year so I'm not really aware of the various traditions but apparently this was a a long-standing tradition and it was just a half day last day of school and from about 830 to 930 kindergarten through second grade was in the cafeteria dancing and it was hilarious to watch them and then from 9 30 to 10 30 the third through fifth graders were in there dancing and uh the elementary school only goes to fifth grade so the fifth graders were graduating and the first part that was interesting is that all the kids I mean from all the grades they were really dressed up like it was a, a prom you know girls were wearing dresses and guys were had ties on not everybody but um and the the dance got going, the, the third through fifth grade dance. And, of course, uh, they got to choose the music, and I didn't know any of it. It was just all this this stuff that, you know, I'm just an old man that I can't connect to this, this new hip-hop-style music, whatever the hell it was. It all sounded like garbage to me, but the kids were having fun. And it was about... I don't know, there was only 10 minutes left or so, and the the last two songs were being played. And again, I don't know what the songs were, but they were really sentimental. I remember hearing the lyrics, and it was something to the effect of, you know, we'll be friends forever, and that's sort of uh, like goodbye songs. Um, And while while those songs were playing, I noticed the fifth-grade girls, you know, every single one of them they were all crying their eyes out and hugging each other and then as the last of the sentimental songs finished out i noticed same for the boys all these fifth grade boys that were so guarded and and tough to connect with they're all crying their eyes out and i mean all of them Um, boys that you know never even spoke to one another and maybe a, a kid that bullied another kid for, you know they were all hugging each other and crying and it was really it was moving and uh, I was thinking wow this is you know the power of music to crack these kids open during a, a significant moment and then I noticed that the third and fourth graders in the room were all crying and I wasn't really sure what was going on there I was like well uh, maybe they just going to miss their friends for the summer. I mean, they're not graduating. And I mean, really crying. And it seemed like, okay, that maybe there's a a contagion type of thing happening here. And then the third and fourth graders skedaddled to leave just the fifth graders in the cafeteria. And as a final uh, ritual, the fifth graders got to march out of the cafeteria through the main hallway while all the, the rest of the kids lined the hallways and gave the fifth graders high fives on their way out of the school and what I noticed there was that even the kinder first and second grade who was not in the room when all this crying happened as the fifth graders came out of course they were still crying the little ones started crying too so the kindergartners first grade the entire school and and without exaggeration I was asking the teachers after at the end of this You know, how many kids were in your classroom crying there at the end of the day? And and every one of them was saying, like, you know, all but two or all but one. And I did uh, uh, student pickup duty at the end of the day where you're putting the kids in the cars and the parents are waiting to pick them up. And I just see all these kids of all age levels just leaning against the school. Everyone's bawling like, um, you know, their dogs just died. And I'm putting the kids in the cars, and the parents are looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with my kid? And uh, I just sort of laughed and said, everyone in the school is crying. I don't know what to tell you. Um, But it was really interesting. It was like this social contagion phenomenon. And it was pretty moving, too. It was actually a nice nice way to end the school year. Then I, you know, packed up my stuff and came home, and it was just... uh, you know, I felt like I said, like I said, a kid myself, just knowing I have the whole summer to do shit like this podcast, play music, get back into my creative life. So that's what I've been doing. I'm gearing up for the road trip and, uh, not really sure what it's going to entail, what it's going to do to my psyche. I, I had another yesterday. I had another interesting experience that relates to this. Um, so I'm, a. A mental health counselor and as part of keeping my license going I have to go to clinical supervision every so often and I'm at supervision with another counselor we do the supervision together with my supervisor to to sort of cut costs and we're just chatting about you know this the end of the school year and she's an elementary school counselor as well at a different school and um, this young woman is 26 years old and of course her perspective on finishing up her first year is totally different than mine and she's just at a different stage of life where she's thinking uh, you know I don't know if this is my forever job and she has all these thoughts of maybe what else she could be doing um, you know maybe I should get a PhD or should do this or should do that and um, it's just it was fascinating to me on a, on a few levels. Um, her being twenty six and myself being, you know, I'll be forty eight this year. We just have absolutely different perspectives on uh, the nature of our jobs. Just not only because we're different as individuals, but just as a stage of life thing. Uh, I'm I was trying to imagine myself at twenty six. Uh, had I stumbled into this job. Um, which seems like such a great fit for me now. Um, Would I have felt that way then? And probably not. I mean, because I would have been the same as her. Uh, When you're in your 20s, you're thinking and seeing life through this lens of potential. Everything's about becoming and who you're going to be and what you're going to do and self-discovery. And um, you're always comparing what's happening now in the moment with what could be happening and you don't really have a whole lot of life experience at that point so you don't really know when you're that age you know what would be being in a PhD program be like I mean you have to have that experience so you get these images in your head of uh, what this or that future might be like and you try those futures on and just that imagining process has an energy to it and a pull. So if you're, you know, slightly not content in what you're doing now, there's always that pull of what you could be doing. And that really, uh, that really drives a lot of young people, certainly did me. So, um, yeah, it's sort of having this conversation with this woman transported me back to when I was 26. And also just realizing that staggering difference in going from those two modes the first mode that lasted for me you know really until probably until I left North Carolina seven years ago to come out to New Mexico I'd been always thinking in terms of potential and whatever I was doing in the moment uh, it was either not satisfying but I was okay because I was moving toward this other thing you know I'm going to be a rock star or a writer or something else and i often think of it that way like a i imagine a river and a ship going down the river and that that ship is called the ss something else and you just see it moving along and it's it's very captivating and you just want to jump aboard that ship because it's gonna it's gonna take you somewhere on some adventure or someplace you know of your imagining You, you you think it's gonna take you somewhere but when you actually jump on that ship and get on it, um, the actual place you go is never, uh, never what you imagined it was going to be. And uh, at some point, uh, I just stopped being pulled along by that sense of potential because you you literally, when well, they say you you know you're over the hill or over the hump, whatever you want to call it, when you're like I am, approaching fifty. You've jumped on that ship so many times and you've gone down so many roads and uh, your sense of potential really changes when, you know, your brother dies, your father dies. Uh, you just as sad and scary as it is, I mean, you start thinking in terms of making the most of the time you have left as opposed to. Um, becoming and and what realizing your your potential as a person now of course you know I still have that in me here I am at the start of the summer and I'm thinking about uh, my creative projects and in much the same way as I did when I was younger so I still want to you know get better at the things that I love doing and I still want to have a sense of discovery and the beauty of the summer is uh you can follow your sense of curiosity and that's the way that I like to live I just like to wake up and let my sense of curiosity and interest dictate what I'm going to do in a given day and that's what I get to do for the next couple of months so it's awesome so there's still there's still some sense of potential there but it's uh there's something else as you get older and I guess that's probably why I appreciate my job now as I as I realize this this is the first um I'm not going to call it a corporate gig but whatever a regular job where you you're working for someone else in this case the school district and you're showing up to work every day so that's not ideal for me in general because uh You know, uh, obviously I would just love to be doing my creative stuff and somehow be getting paid for it. But of all the the corporate gigs or regular jobs I've had, this ticks most of the boxes. You know, I have a sense of purpose and meaning. I'm helping disadvantaged kids. I connect with kids. They take me out of myself so that, uh, you know, I don't have time to ruminate on not wanting to be at work. The moment I close my car door and walk toward the school, some little adorable kid's going to run up to me and and say, Mr. Bob. And, you know, and it just, uh, it snaps me out of it. And then I just focus on them the entire day and then I'm home. So it's, it's still, uh, I still think it's a net loss as far as the, um, dimming of the inner flame i mean it takes a lot out of you to work any job uh you know eight hours a day or whatever you're doing so by the time the summer comes i feel like my inner flame which represents whatever my spiritual vibe whatever you want to call it is is diminished by having to to work um as much as you have to work at any job but that net loss is so much less than for any other job I've ever had because of the time off that I get all year long and because I'm going to have this summer to restoke the flame. Um, that's what makes this so awesome is that, you know, the net loss is not all that much. And then I get this opportunity every year to restoke that flame so that when I go back to work in the fall, I'm, I'm burning really bright and... So that's, yeah, that's what it's about. That's what it's, um, that's what's happening. And, uh, I'm not feeling exactly, you know, like I did when I was 26. I think when my friends see me, they're going to see a a bigger forehead with less hair covering it, some more uh, gray in the beard, some deeper rings around the eyes, all the things that you'd expect to see in a uh 47 year old man um but i still i don't know i still think they're gonna they're gonna feel the the vibe of uh that guy that left not only the guy that left but the guy that got there years before that i guess i was about 28 when i arrived and uh met those guys and um so 28 to almost 48 now. That's It's unreal to me that uh, a 20-year span um, has gone by. But I still think uh, that uh, maybe it's not a sense of potential, but whatever that vibe is, um, and, you know, I call it head the gong, and sometimes I beat myself up for not living up to those ideals, but uh, I feel reconnected to that and in the moment right now and uh at the start of the summer i'm just absolutely stoked to jump back into all the things that i love to do so you'll be hearing from me and by you of course i mean me because again probably the only one that's ever listening back to these things but as i've said before fuck it uh i don't care i'm doing this because the process of doing it uh, is interesting and helpful to me. I don't know who said it, some smart person who was a writer said that they write to find out what they, what they're thinking. And speaking in this way, I think is very similar to writing. So I'm doing these podcasts to kind of find out and consolidate and carry forward what's going on in my mind. So it's, it's helpful for me to do this just like writing is, and I'll keep writing as well. Um, I'm going to take my guitar, my microphone, podcasting stuff, uh, my writing projects all on the road with me. So I hope to um, record and put out some some dispatches from the road between now and uh, when I get back in a couple of weeks. And um, hopefully it will be interesting for both my sake and... Uh, anyone who might be listening so that's all I got for now Um, and you'll hear from me soon from the road later